Hey, thanks for joining. My name is Russell, but I go by R.L. Kramer. This is my book I'm holding in my hand, Hocus Focus, Coming of Age with ADD and Its Medicines. It's my story of being diagnosed, medicated, and departing from ADHD medications. It's a great book. I'm sharing with you an interview I did with an ADHD coach. I found him on TikTok, and I sent a cold email. And then he went into it cold, too, and I give him a lot of credit for that. And we discussed... ADHD, what an ADHD coach is, and my favorite topic, the medications. So this is a discussion with a really cool guy who is an ADHD coach who was really kind to share his time with me, and I appreciated it so much. I will just let the interview begin. I will just say this was filmed almost 120 days ago. I don't need to go into the specifics of how busy I've been and what's been going on, but I'll just, that, that answers the questions, but I finally did it, I finally published it. Ryan, thank you for your patience. Enjoy the podcast. I'm really not used to saying this, but follow me, subscribe, like, comment, do whatever it is if you want me to, if you want me to keep working on this, if you want me to grow, if you like this kind of thing and you want me to be able to work on it, you have to provide digital feedback so I can keep this going. Even if you just click that thing there, it makes, all this effort uh, worth a little bit more. All right. Are you ready? Yes, sir. All right, Ryan. Um, so can you tell me a little about who you are, what you do? Yeah, of course. Let's go. So my name's Ryan Mayer. I'm a certified ADHD coach, and I help other people like me who have ADHD to navigate through the storms in life that are caused by our brain wiring. What? I'm just, okay, I, I have more questions, but just briefly, what does the certification involve? Yeah, so kind of my origin story with coaching, because I didn't know it was a thing either until I learned about it, um, was when I went to the 2018 International ADHD Conference, uh, and I met the founder of the ADD Coach Academy, which I again, didn't know even existed. Uh, and he, it's like a lot of us with ADHD where you meet someone and after five minutes, you feel like you've known them for five years. And we talked for about two and a half hours and he said, you know, I think you would just make a great coach. So I was like, well, you know, I appreciate that, but I've got another sales job lined up right after the conference here. Um, so I think I'm all set. He's like, all right, we'll keep it in mind. And when that job was looking like it was going to crash and burn, like a lot of my other jobs had before that, my wife, Andrea, it was like one of the most powerful questions. I'll never forget it. She's like, Hey, I, you just look so, you're just so sad. You've been, you haven't been yourself for a long time. Like, what do you think you, what can you do about it? Or like, you know, what would it, what would this job, what would a job be that'd be a better fit? And I just knew right away, I'm like, I'd be an ADHD coach. And so my wife said, why don't you just do that then? And what's interesting, Russell, is that, I mean, I did okay in school, but it was never my favorite thing. Um, but this was totally different. Like when, like I couldn't wait for my class training to start. Like, I mean, like once I got into it, I couldn't wait for every week. We had uh, meetings like class meetings twice a week. They're virtual. So there was over a hundred hours of classroom learning. And then we had to get an additional hundred hours of coaching, like practice coaching, um, to be even eligible to get our certifications. 200 hours of, mm -hmm. so 200 hours total. That's a lot of time. Do you know, and, and um, do you know what, who I am? <laughs> no, no, I don't. I'm like to okay. totally honest. I, I always say in my coaching practice, like I practice courageous coaching where I'm not afraid to ask the hard questions or be totally honest. So I was kind of excited for our call because I'm like, I am sure I talked, I got connected with Russell somehow and thought it was a yeah. good idea to get on, on a call. So I appreciate it because I am, yeah. I am building up something. So this is yeah. just something to build up. Great. You're part of it. Um, just to, so, so I was diagnosed ADD when I was seven years old. Yep. I was put on dextroamphetamine. Okay. And I took amphetamines on and off 
until I was 23 years old and I stopped. Okay. It was very challenging to do that mm-hmm. and overcoming that process and learning how to manage ADD without amphetamines for me was mm-hmm. a highly profound experience. And also, I mean, I, I had, thanks man. Yeah. And, and you know, I've, uh, I've written a book on it that's coming out in the next month. I have one copy over here. That's a, a misprint. So that's coming in. And so the podcast and everything, it's kind of, I'm building up to this and to sharing about it specifically. And now I remember, because when I see, when I see the name of your book, I remember seeing that and going, wow, that is so cool. What a great name. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. So that's coming. So the, the, the visitor at the temple, what that means, why I've this podcast is that essentially uh, it's not just like an ADD podcast or this podcast. It's centralized. So I might put you in a spot that you weren't expecting. So your courageousness may come in because I want to talk specifically yeah. about that relationship and ADHD with stimulant medication. Sure. You know, because that's, you can't really talk about ADD without talking about the amphetamine. It's, and um, so, I mean, I want to want to go there a little bit. Sure. So take me back to how does the temple? That's your body. Oh, body is a a temple. And these are the visitors that come in. Do they, do they trash the place? Do they encourage the place? But it's just a, a brief visit, you know? Yeah. Like that. I'm writing that down. (laughs) Yeah. So these are substances that come to you and everyone has everyone has substance stories and we all have relationships that that's the way I see it is that looking back I didn't use amphetamine we had a relationship like and you know it started off great we had a really strong connection Uh, I felt like it helped me do a lot of things and I didn't get off it willingly actually oh Um, my prescription I couldn't get a hold of it okay had logistical issues and I wanted to keep using Adderall but I couldn't get my prescription. I tried to get another. The psychiatrist tried to give me Wellbutrin. I didn't want that. And I mean, to tell the whole story, I mean, I, I drank some ayahuasca. And from there, kind of was like, really confronted my relationship to hard work. And that on Adderall, I wasn't working hard. I was working nonstop. I was having fun. I was working excessively. I was busy all the time. But it, the hard work was a different that was a different animal that I hadn't yet to interact with on a strong level. What is hard work? Thank you for sharing that you uh, drank ayahuasca. Like I've, I've talked with probably four or five people, I think that have had that experience and had a very powerful, positive experience. So it's really cool. Can I ask, can I turn the table and ask like, how did, how did that come about? Um, it's just the community I rolled with. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's something that I knew people were doing and I got invited. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. No, like it's on my bucket list. Yeah. It'll 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 come when when and if you need it, you know. That's yeah. what it felt. And it was, you know, at the time really serendipitous and it really did help me mm. move along from my uh at that point, you know, I, I realized I was addicted and I never mm-hmm. thought I was addicted when I was using it because everything was fine, but it wasn't until I was departed from it that I say, Hey, this is a little, my behavior in the absence of this drug is kind of shining a light on an unhealthy relationship that I had with them. Mm. And I think I, at times confused what was my ADD and, you know, Oh, I said, this is the dormant ADD that the whole, we were trying to protect against. And then at some point it's like, no, actually it's just, your your withdrawal talking you know there's a big rebound so it's Mm. like if your attention say at a seven and you take adderall for 16 years or something when you stop your attention is going to be at a negative three Mm. you know what i mean so it's like you don't pick up where you leave off It, it it kind of it creates a biomechanical like prosthetic of the ability to work hard and then you take that out kind of be less than square one in my opinion at least in my experience yeah i'm curious i know that what you do is you provide guidance with adhd which is 
not without pharmaceutical, you know, you're just a supporting entity. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's the way it should be done, in my opinion. But I'm also curious, I know that I'm sure you work in tandem with a lot of people who are medicating, right? Correct. Yes. Would you say all of your clientele are using medications? No. No. Uh, if I had to make up a statistic, I'd probably say 80 to 90%. Yeah. Use use uh some sort of phar- pharmaceutical prescription ADHD medication. Yeah. And and that's a that that brings me to a funny thing like cuz I look at the TikToks and all this and it seems that 50% of them are about helping you with ADD. And then with my experience I think 50% of them are helping you manage the medication. Mm. For example, when I see someone say like, "Do you have ADD?" Well, do you put reminders in your phone to eat? And I'm like, that sounds like <laughs> <laughs> I bet I know what you use. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So it's like sometimes I, I get a little confused in the like I don't know where to draw the lines between ADD and its treatment. And I don't wanna I don't wanna stigmatize, but I know that I have a bias from from being burned, is what it's sure. too at times. And so where do you fit in all that all that? I know that you know, can I ask, do you do you use any of them? How dare you ask me that question? <laughs> yes, you may ask me. And I will tell you right after this commercial break. No, I'm kidding. But I I was curious to, or not curious, but I wanted to make a point just to back it up, especially with this being early on and you're building up to Hocus Focus. Um, I did, and again, like you were saying, I don't mean to stigmatize and I don't want to make any assumptions or at all make you feel badly or anything. I just wanted to make sure to tell you so that it can help your, um, I guess, I guess credibility, but for lack of a better term, but I just wanted to ask if you knew that like the correct term is ADHD versus ADD. Well, they, they mean different things. Yes. And just from the, um, what do they call it? The DSM diagnostic statistical manual. It was, it used to be two separate entities. It was like, are you hyperactive and ADHD or are you like inattentive and ADD? I was prescribed, I was um, diagnosed ADD inattentive. So that's why I say that. Okay. Perfect. Okay. And, and at the time you were diagnosed up through when you were 23, it could very well have been ADD at like they might have called it that. I just want, depending on who you're interviewing, mm-hmm. I just don't want anyone to say like, well, you know, it's called ADHD, right? Because they changed it to now that's the umbrella term. And then, so someone who has your diagnosis would fall into the ADD in a primarily inattentive type. And then there's the ADHD primarily hyperactive and then the third is like the combined type, which is the camp I happen to be in. Yeah. And that's probably, I mean, I was diagnosed in 1996. Well, yeah. So anyway, just, it's like a small detail. I just want to make sure I told you. Okay. But Back onward. to the show. So people will often ask me on social media, like, you know, so do you recommend ADHD meds? And I say, well, I am... I am neutral on the topic because I am pro whatever is going to help you be your best self. Cause as a coach, that's my job is to, and even if I'm not officially someone's coach, like the whole reason that I even started documenting my journey and putting out content related to ADHD was to help other people who are wired like us to know that they're not alone. Because when I went to that conference, you know, part of my origin story I was doing what any person would do who's anxious and afraid. I was just Googling, you know, desperately in hopes of finding something. And that's what I, where I ended up finding the conference. So for me, I have also been taking medication since I was diagnosed in high school. And I've had sometimes where I'm not on the medication, sometimes where I am. Other people, may have not been diagnosed and may have not had exposure 
to the medication yet. And so what I tell people is it's totally up to you. Like it's, it is everyone's personal journey, but I actually love the fact that you're having this, uh, I don't want to say platform, but that you're providing this information and like having these conversations because it's something that I think isn't talked about enough. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So I, I know that the medication is kind of the standard and I almost am putting myself in a, a position of uh, extreme opposition in order for people to be exposed to both sides. Totally. Yeah. yeah. And so to just to go back to kind of put tie up the bow here. So I tell people like you have to do what's best for you. And I will tell people if you haven't ever had a, um, ADHD medication, it may be worth trying it to see if it does help you. Because for a lot of people, it does. And, and oh, like, with, me tremendously. I mean, and yeah, that's right. That, that's the part where I really, you know, people say, Oh, but I can get things done over oh, this. And it's like, I'm not denying any of that. Totally. What I'm saying is that we don't know what's going to happen to our hearts and to our nervous system and to our brains when we're 70. Hundred percent. You're right. That, that's that's scary. We can't know. You're right. I was me and you, our generation, not you, but but like fifteen. Yeah. I'm I'm in the first kind of class of kids to get amphetamine at the age seven and develop and grow. And you know, I, I know that there there probably are some aspects of my thinking that as my brain was developing, the neural pathways were being blazed by a kid on amphetamines and that may have laid out some of the groundwork for the way I think. And I'll, no matter if I'm on or off, I'll have that forever. hundred percent. But And can I make one comment on it? Of course. Um, and it's such a, like I was saying before, such an important conversation because I have, I've made this decision where like I was at such a, like I had had so many failures in my career that, and I'm not afraid to tell the world this, that it's like, I'm petrified that I, everything could come crashing down again. And I could just feel like a complete failure. And so I share the concerns with you about like, I don't know what the long-term effects are. And so I have to weigh the options of like short-term, long-term kind of stuff. And if I could, I'm interested to get your feedback on this too but like if i could be effective if i knew how do i want to say it like i guess every time i have been off of my medication i find it to be very challenging but i think you can help to enlighten me as to some of the reasons and things but anyways if i knew i could do it without it i would much rather do it without medication yeah well like i was saying at least in my withdrawal and in, in my story like it was it, it was out of nowhere and like I was just, I was, I was doing jobs. I was keeping up and everything was fine. Yeah. Right. And I, didn't have it. And I lost jobs. I stopped doing it. I got fired. I changed careers completely. Yeah. You know, I was, a, I was a video producer and video editor, very effective on Adderall at editing video. And I had this client that I was doing repeat videos for, and I stopped doing the videos. I didn't have my meds and I sent him, you know, the next video. And they said, you know, this lacks, um, and I was like, I know what that um is. is no that way. Until they fired me. And I had many jobs over the times. And it's like, I also linked up with a holistic psychiatrist by, mm -hmm. you know, she wrote the forward in my book actually, but she was someone who was a traditional psychiatrist who um, herself had taken Zoloft as one of her colleagues prescribed. It, and then she quit that. Yeah. And she said, oh, my God, what am I doing to all my patients? I'm putting them through this. I'm putting them in this position where you get the comfort you need. But at the price, it, it's not sustainable without its constant administration. So, like, mm. you know, I, I worked with her and she helped me with just mind techniques and things like that. And it's like kind of this constant work because I wouldn't say I've ever achieved that level of productivity and, and kind of, of restless production and yes. laser focus like it it does something and it has a place and but you know me personally at some point it was hard for me to date on it it was hard for me to be as emotionally available i was it's sure like a finite amount of human energy in a body that it was going out of my 
representative part and into my brain and my brain yeah. was off, you know? Yeah. So mm. over time, I just, you know, I tried everything, you know, and I tried all the supplements. I tried, what do they call them? Nootropics. Oh I yeah. Yeah. Microdosing mushrooms. I tried it. I try everything. And I'm, but I mean, really getting clear with where I fit has been really critical. Like finding yeah. a job. I do carpentry and woodwork working with my hands. Love that. And that's, that's, you know, just accepting that now that, it, that my job is kinetic and I get to move that we're good. And, and certain things like I do breath work religiously every day. And that helps me focus. I do the ice bath thing. That's yes. Amazing. Yes. You know, and, and vigorous exercise. One of the things that, that when I was withdrawing from ADD and I was really in the dumps, I had it like, it was bad. And I knew that it was bad, but I knew it was withdrawal. So I approached it like the way I solve this is how I want to set the standard for how I approach conflict from now on. Mm. And so I started just running, you know, so it's like, but when you withdraw from those medications, you have to know that that almost chemically, regardless of what you do, you're going to be depressed. Mm. You're going to be sad. You're going to be lazy. You're going to gain weight. Likely all this stuff is going to happen and you just have to, you have to tough it out if you want to, but also someone, the holistic psychiatrist I worked with, had I worked with her closer to my departure she would have prescribed me step down tighter doses so i wouldn't have hit the wall so hard Got so it. there are people out there who safely help people there's another one who's big on tiktok too free range psychiatry i've interviewed her and there's um there's a world of people out there helping people get off medications and and manage it and it's kind of once you get beyond the veil you're like what was that for some people yeah yeah, because the question I ask people when they're on meds, and, and I know you, you said you do them sometimes, is this. It's like, I'm just curious, what's your exit plan? Do you want to yeah. take these to die? Right. Or do you have an exit plan? Because there's never a convenient time to stop. It's going to be. And my answer is no. Like, because I don't, me and planning don't usually hang out very much. So, yeah. like, thinking far ahead, I, I'm always like, I'm thinking day to day, week to week, and like earlier this week. And when you talk about like, you know, addicted and like the behavior of an addict, I was like, oh no, like <laughs> I'm out. And like, I didn't, I didn't realize that I had run out because we were on vacation and I came back and I'm doing my usual uh, routine of just like, um, I do all my supplements and medications on Sundays and like get them all prepared. So I don't have to think about, it. I just grab like the today is Thursday and I grabbed the thing. Um, yeah. and I was, you know, going through and I realized like, Oh, I don't, I don't have my Adderall. I didn't realize I was out. Cause I depend on my wife who works at a hospital system. Cause I can tell her like, Hey, um, I need to renew my medication. Can you help me to get that done? So anyway, she was able to get it. And within a couple of days, I had it back. Um, but to your point, I don't have an exit plan. I've never yeah. even thought of that. I love that phrasing. I'm writing that down. The The point is that people, it's just something I, I didn't expect. So I have to think about where I was and the kind of help that I would have liked to have had. Yeah. Because it, it was like a, um, it was a great flood. You know, I had to rebuild mm. completely and and figure it out and what how did you feel in those how many in those days where you didn't have it were you was your routine your productivity was it stunted was it stopped was it how did even in the was two or three days uh yes and yes yes and yes um it is i don't use the word pathetic but it is startling might be a good word. Um, yeah. like how, how much of an impact there is when it's like, like, this is strange. Like in my brain, like when I normally like go to do the thing and I'm able to, and this time I'm like, yeah, I know I should do the thing. I just don't feel like it. It's like, mm -hmm. no, but you need to. Yeah, I know. Like, okay. 
<laughs> so yeah, that's kind of how it went. And that's how it usually goes. Yeah. That's, I mean, that that's exactly how it was for like, uh, like six months mm-hmm. for me. And, and I talked to some people and they say, I just stopped and was fine. And it's like, okay. You know, but for me, it became the centerpiece of my life was just, I, I need to get back on these. I need it. So what else do you normally talk to people about on this? Well, the idea is to, to like, to talk about that, that one relationship with the medication or with a substance. And I don't know, but I guess I'm also curious to you just in this general area, ADV and topics, what do you, kind of things other than meds do you recommend or do yourself? Yeah. So I was so happy to hear about the things you talked about with breath work and vigorous exercise, ice bath, because these are the same kind of things that I recommend to people and do my very best to implement myself. Um, so yeah, the things that you mentioned, I have not done, I must admit, I haven't done like an official, like ice bath, ice bath. Um, but I'll do cold showers. Um, and then I do exercise. I try to do it daily. Uh, my wife and I have three kids under the age of six. So sometimes it can be challenging to get time in for me. Um, but a couple days a week, um, I play basketball. So like, I always feel better on those days. And what I tell my clients is don't set the bar so high for yourself. Like walking is exercise. Like you can get out there. And like, I know you said you started running, which bravo. Um, I always think about the scene from, um, anchorman where Ron Burgundy's like jogging. Um, where it's, <laughs> apparently people run for fun, <laughs> um, yeah, cross country in high school. Nice. Yeah. So like for me, I, it's so strange because I really enjoy basketball. I can run back and forth for mm-hmm. two hours, but, but it's obviously a different kind of movement than say like, I'm going to go run six miles and yeah. like, you're going to hurry up. You're doing something. I think, yeah. I think also like that's the, the ADD thing is also like when you were describing how when you found coaching you were like this is it and you were fully yeah. in yeah That's exactly how i felt when i started woodworking i was like yeah Fine. this is it i don't need medication because this is giving me what i want yes the medication was for me to interface with a society that didn't where i didn't fit and writing that one out. down too <laughs> so figuring out where you fit is i think once you do that you you're good i don't get bored of woodwork i can do it all day but and, and just like that with basketball with exercise is it yoga is it this is it what whatever it is and that's why you know people like as simple as it is doing breath work helps me hugely i just do it every morning and if i don't do it i'm a little off you know yes and i think that when someone's getting off the meds just keep just try everything and something will click and that's, and that's, I think the ADD personality is just kind of specific. Maybe you, you're, you're, I'm not as, I'm more well-read in like <laughs> substances than I am the actual condition. And, but, but no, you're exactly right. Just as I was saying about medications, like I'm very much pro whatever works for the person. So yeah, like whether it's meditation, yoga, basketball, weightlifting, pickleball, whatever. Um, yeah. Finding the thing. And I love what you said, figure out where you fit. Like that's, that is a really, that's a great thing. Yeah. It's crucial. And, and cause I spent most of my life trying to fit where I didn't belong. And I think a lot of people on ADD in ADD with ADD do. And it's, that's, you know, you say that to do whatever works. And, and I think if I had that advice, 12 years ago, I would have said, well, these meds are working. Mm. And that's yeah. kind of where, where I'm like, ah, you know, cause I look back and I'm like, you know, for a while I had a complete identity crisis. I didn't know who I was between the meds and not the meds. Cause they were, it was Jekyll and Hyde. I had different personalities. 
you know, I would be on Adderall and I'd buy a book and I'd start reading it. And then maybe I didn't have my meds and I'd look at the book and I'm like, this book's, I'm not, not feeling it. Mm. And maybe a couple days later I get back on Adderall. I'm like, oh, I do like this book. You know, so it was that. Yeah. So it was, it was, I'm like, is this a big personality change? Is this, this is interesting, you know? And so the the medication helps but i think it also for me it gave me delusions mm. personally i mean at some point you know my use got a little out of control beyond not i wasn't like um you know i didn't have them in compartments like you i did mm -hmm. probably you know if i'm being completely honest about the meds i was going as a as needed <laughs> kind sure. of thing so if i sure. had something hard to work on I'd take it you know even if it meant staying up all night till the sunrise yeah i would I was safe. I, I don't think I ever passed like 40 milligrams. You know, I yeah. was safe, but I was still picking and kind of choosing my time. So I wasn't being consistent. Roger. And <laughs> yeah, but the, the I, I developed delusions of grandeur about myself and um, a certain narcissism. It sounds like you have done amazing inner work you know, perhaps it's with the holistic psychiatrist. Um, but just like having that awareness of, as you look back, like seeing who you were versus who you are. Yeah. And, and choosing to write a book about it is a true, I worked out during the book for 10 years. So it's a deep dive into this past and into this history. And I'm looking forward to leaving it behind. And, um, on Adderall and also, I mean, since fourth grade, I journaled constantly mm. and I have them. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I was able to observe and see the patterns and yeah, and, and able to detect kind of this uh, grandiosity I started to carry with myself because, because of the medication, I saw myself operating at a different level when people got tired, burned out, wanted to eat, wanted to go. I said, no, we can still, we can keep rolling. You guys go, I'll be working. So that mm. gave me the sense that I had some kind of advantage. And some people do think Adderall is a PED when it comes to sports and things like that as well. Yeah. Yeah. And, and sometimes it felt, and it's like, I would have never have said this when I'm on it because, but off it, sometimes it's like, oh, it does feel, it was hard. Cause I mean, I was like painting and okay. drawing and I really liked my paintings and drawings on it that's very detailed and well put together and then off it i wasn't so good and then hmm. i had this crisis of like am i good at art <laughs> or am i good at art you know or is it just it's collaboration yeah like is um dr jekyll good at art or is H only mr hyde good at art is that exactly. what you mean yeah Essentially, yeah. I haven't yeah. read that one. Yeah. But I don't know which one was good, which one was bad. I think what what was he? Was he I, sexy on one of them? Or what mean? what's that? What's that? I don't remember the polarity that his y Yeah. So was. no, that's it's yeah, because you said Jekyll and Hyde earlier and I thought that was really good. Um yeah. I think Dr. Jekyll um was like the scientist who is experimenting and he's like a you know, um a dapper you know, gentleman kind of thing. And then Mr. Hyde is kind of the snarly, sloppy, mean, strong meathead kind of enhanced version, I guess. Yeah. And it could be a story like that. And a lot of people compare Adderall to that movie, the Bradley Cooper one. I was literally thinking about it when you were talking about your painting. And when you said, I'm just going to keep working, I'm good. Um, and the grandiosity. When you said grandiosity, I was like, yeah, um, limitless is what it's called. But but it's such a great parallel to, to strike because in that movie, when they don't have it, like literally they will die if they don't have that drug. So it, you know, matches up well with the narrative. Yeah, must come down. Yes, right. And that's uh, that's the scary part of it. And there, there are people who come to my page who have told me that they've like decided to stop. And I, I think that's that's really courageous because I did I didn't decide at all. And I'm in this right. 
encouraging people to examine their examine their relationship you know and to consider just this is helping me but in what ways and how do i want to be safe and, and that's what it comes down to i mean if i if i was in if i was in charge of, of adderall they made me like king of adderall i would allow i, I would let all adults take it if they wanted all of them mm-hmm. you know we, we just, to know all the facts on safety how it will hurt you but i i really if i had to be extreme on anything i'd say i think we should wait for people's brains to finish developing before we introduce it that's kind of because i took it when i was seven and when i, when I was yeah. seven it, it did throw me for a loop and it um it had a, i had a sad childhood actually because of it and so that that's just the one thing i think and you know now it seems that the marketing or the i don't know if i want to that's maybe cynical of me to say marketing and you know but it seems <laughs> <laughs> yeah but, but I, like, I i know what you mean though like the um the messaging or the um perception that people give off maybe yeah yeah well i was gonna say is that is that these young women a lot of young women are saying hey we were missed when we were kids and Mm -hmm. we were undiagnosed and i think that's true but i don't it's still i i tie it all back to the meds because i see a lot of people say like i've seen you've probably seen it because we probably have a very similar tiktok feed yeah that someone will take meds for the first time and they'll say, I can't believe this is what neurodivergent people experience. And you mean, you mean neurotypical? Yeah, that's right. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, and I'm, I don't think it is mm. I don't think a person with ADHD on stimulants is how a person without ADHD thinks and behaves. That's a, so that right there, it's like earmark that point in the conversation. Cause that is part of, I would say, like my um, not narrative, but like the way that I, f- I've always looked at it is like I tell people this will help you to level the playing field, so that you can operate as you might if you didn't have ADHD, kind of thing. So that's a really good perspective that I hadn't really thought of. That like, oh, so like, what if when I take my ADHD meds, that's not what I would be like if I never had ADHD. I've never thought of it that way. So I think that's a really good point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and you can't know. Like, it's, right. it's yeah. so much of the thing. It's like, oh, if only I had an identical twin who lived my exact life and didn't take these meds, then I would know <laughs> or something like that. And um, another one, have you read Scattered Minds? I don't think so. I highly recommend that one. I mean, I, I've read dozens of ADD books probably at this point. And is, that, is that is that Gabor Mate? It is. Okay. So yes, I'm familiar, but I haven't. Yeah, I'll. Yeah. I'm gonna make and a note I, of that. I think everyone comes to ADD and all this very differently. Yeah. But when I read that book, I was like, wow, I'm I'm identifying strongly with this because it talks. It, it seems to, and I, and I might be interpreting it wrong, but like, at instead of saying like it's genetic or instead of saying it's, it's really talking about that mixture that there's a predisposition to ADHD and your environment will pull right. it out. Yes. And, right. And he, I had that environment big time. And, but also, you know, cause he talks about twins where they were separated and, and one twin gets ADD, the other doesn't, but they were raised in different homes. You know? Sure. Right. And that, and that, that lends to that. So it's like, cause I, I've sometimes thought that, that ADD is, is not real because because I've been pushed so much to like the question and I noticed that everything I do now to help my ADD it's general generally helpful so at what point am I helping myself and at what point am I serving my ADD and then am I getting myself to a point where I'm just labeling my entire personage as ADD mm. it's encompassing and I'm curious like from your perspective because you do this for a living Mm-hmm. You're, you're fully into it and like how do you feel about th- those kinds of things that you look at everything through an ADD lens right more That's, or less no no I I was just gathering in like how do I want to say it exactly um, not not more or less 
bullseye. Um, and in fact, why I wear these glasses, which are completely fake, um, they're just the frames, is I do it because it's like, all right, this looks a little wild, but it's just how I see the world. So it's kind of like my mindset glasses, like, all right, it's game time, put these things on. Yeah, but then I, right. And it's the, the lens through which I see the world is my invisible disability. Um, because that's one of the challenges with having the diagnose. well, you know, the brain chemistry that we do is that, you know, it's considered uh, a valid disability, but it's unlike almost any other recognized disability and the fact that it's completely invisible. So if you were to look at me and, you know, for example, my wife, who would be considered neurotypical, you know, we look normal, but like I have ADHD. Um, so to answer your question, yes. I. So the way that I feel about it is, my aid, and I tell people this at the end of almost all my live videos is that ADHD doesn't define you, which I used to think that it did. Like, I am not ADHD. ADHD is not me. I, that's why I say I have ADHD. Like, I am, I don't say like I am ADHD. I say like I have ADHD because uh, the other catchphrase. Um, feel free to write this one down because it's one of my faves, is fingerprints of ADHD. So like for me, everything in my life, I can see some sort of connection to the way my brain's wired and the way I interact. Like anyways, but so I would say yes. I've thought about that too and the language around it, which you're getting at and you'll probably like the way I, I, I don't say it. I don't have ADD. ADD doesn't have me. I experience it. Yes. Ooh, you're right. I do like that. Yeah. And sorry for saying ADD, not ADHD. It's okay. I mean, yeah, you've been day. saying it, you've been saying it this way your entire life. So there's literally something in this book that says <laughs> like for the sake of brevity and clarity, I'm using ADD, you know, it's just, yeah, it's there. Tomato, tomato. Exactly. Yeah. I just wanted to make sure that I said it because I, I just feel better knowing that I told you. Yeah, it's always changing. It's yeah. constantly changing. Yeah, because I, and I, I get a lot too people people saying, well, if you probably don't have ADD, and, and I, I am was the poster child. Right. And I wonder too, I, I, I don't even consider it a disability. Mm -hmm. and, I, and I think that one of the worst things, one of the worst things they did to me as a child was saying I had a learning disability. Because from then on, when I encountered a hardship, I said, well, yeah. well I have a learning disability. Exactly. So, so I, yeah. I, I, it, it weakened my grit. Yeah. Right, 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 right. I believed them. There was my entire adult support system. Why wouldn't I believe them? So mm. it, it, that met, threw me off. And, and now I still, I don't like the word deficit means not enough. The word disorder means. Chaos. I know. It's a, it's, a, it's a terrible name. Yeah, I would call it a global attention span or something like that. It's yeah, just like, yeah. the problem is that I'm not paying attention. The problem is that I'm paying attention to everything at an equal level. That the material you're teaching me, I find equal to like what Billy said earlier. Yeah. Whether outside, it's all happening at once. And look at that, you know. Um, have you heard of the movie Everything, Everywhere, All at Once? Yeah, it was great. Yeah. So I say that and yet I haven't seen it, but it from what I have been told and it's on my list of movies to watch, but that it's, they said like, it's about like a big portion of it is about ADHD or like the main character has ADHD. I mean, uh, I identify with it for sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and I was curious, have you uh, come across the book ADHD 2.0? No. I'd write that one down too, be because what made me think of that is, talking about like, the, you know, what does ADHD mean? Um, they, uh, so it's doctors, John Rady and Ned Hollowell, and they're, they um, are proposing a name change. So theirs is uh, VAST. Um, so VAST, I'm trying to see if I remember this, variable attention something trait so they're saying like it's a trait like 
Yeah, which is what I think too. I think it's a personality. And I think that it points out a lot of the corruption in our own development of our society that this is a problem. Yeah. I think right. that this kind of personality would do just fine. You know, if we took it down to hunter gatherers, then we live in a society of gatherers and we're hunters. So it's like, yes, so we're stuck with that. I was just talking about this, talking with somebody about this two weeks ago, and it just was so validating that he got it. He's like, I don't have it, but here's what I, here's how I see it. And I'm like, yes. Like, cause he was saying the same thing. He's like, you just like people with ADHD, um, you know, like you'd be sought after, excuse me, sought after like in society, you know, a couple hundred years ago. Um, but yeah. right now, just like you don't fit very well. well like you said you, earlier. And I think that was hard too. Cause I, you know, I was surrounded by high achieving academic, and you know when I was diagnosed I had all A's and B's I was just kind of annoying and I also had a late mm. birthday which made me the youngest kid in the classroom so there's developmental things but it's it's more so just for that and then but there's this, this constant encouragement for that and and not until I was like 28 or 29 did I realize that it's like okay to be a carpenter you yes. can be a carpenter and you can still be an intelligent person and I think society does a really good job of making it seem that like anyone who does trade work is blue collar. They outdated. Too, like, like they, they, they must be too stupid to get a real education and do a real job. If they yeah. have to work in the trades. Yeah. Is totally the messaging. Yeah. yeah. You're spot on. Yeah, it's and such a and oh, surprise, surprise. Now there's a lack of skilled workers who are in these trades because hmm, like, well, the marketing wasn't exactly so strong. <laughs> yeah, well, and it's just college. I mean, accepting that I didn't I like I didn't need to go to college. I kept resisting college, but I still went and I still got yeah. a degree in filmmaking and I could still do it, but I just wasn't making me happy or not fulfilled so so but it, that's a it's a scary thing because by like quitting the medications you you're gonna you have to turn a leaf on your your life and i have a good friend who's in a industry and he started taking adderall i guess i don't know six years ago and it, he started doing really well in this particular industry and he's doing fantastic and i talked to him about it because i'm always like the like how long are you gonna do adderall man huh yeah. you know <laughs> what's, your, what's your exit plan bro yeah, how you gonna get out of this? And he's like, yeah. I'll lose my job. And I'm like, damn right you will. You're in big trouble. <laughs> like it I it's no one it's I don't I don't I, like I feel like I weaseled out, but I don't know how to tell other people how to get out. It's very personal and it's very scary to consider that that might happen. And since I have, I've I started my own business and I've failed tremendously many times. I've taken huge risks and I've made all the mistakes. And I probably wouldn't have if I was on medication. So I'm not like, I'm not the perfect advocate. I try to be completely honest that I'm not yes. saying stop taking medication and you'll be successful just like me because I've struggled still, but I'm choosing to accept those struggles. And my reaction to you saying, and I failed, would you say failed massively or failed miserably or something? In many ways, yeah, but I yeah. haven't given up. No, no. I was yeah. just going to say my reaction was going to be congratulations. Um, because it wasn't until a breakfast I had with a mentor at Bob Evans, which I'll never forget. And I was like, you know, had my head down because right after that conference where I found out about ADHD coaching, um, I started the job and like literally on day one, Russell, I was like, this job isn't going to work out either. I already know it. Um, and so fast forward like nine months and sure enough, like things were headed south very quickly. And so I had lunch with or breakfast with my mentor and it, this was not work related. He's a person I knew for years. And I'm like, well, looks like I failed at this one too. And he's like, so? And I'm like, what do you mean? So like I'm about to get fired because I can't do this job. He's like, yeah. I'm like, but you're successful. What are you talking about? He's like, Ryan, it's just a job. Like that means that that job might not be a good fit for you. 
And maybe you're not the best fit for that job. So what? I'm like, oh, yeah, I guess you're right. So like that started, it was almost like this, um, the door was cracked open just a little to like see that there could be other possibilities of like, you don't have to be in corporate America to be successful. No. You don't even need to make a decent living. <laughs> or, or maybe you do. But you don't well, it's, 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 yeah, I was going to say, it's more to me, and it sounds like you've, you know, gotten to this point that like, what's actually important to you? Having money? Why? But like, how about happiness? Because that's what always surprised me is I look around like, okay, like all these people in this corporate environment, like no one wants to be here really. Like they're all doing this because someone told them this is what they should be doing. And like, okay, someone's successful, but they like are miserable. Yeah. Safe. Yeah. Yeah. But you, you do need enough money to like not be half this unhappy. Of this well, life. of course. Yeah, but the, like you fun. said, there's lots of ways to do that. Yeah, yeah, and that's what's it's. I th I think that I guess like to bring it to to departing from medication, it's almost like you might be surprised at who you actually are. Mm. You know, it's like you whoa. Might be, yeah. You have that one in the book. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> you might be surprised to find out who you actually are. Hi, question. Wait, hold on. Let me use this new feature. Watch this. This is really cool. Don't embarrass me. <laughs> For those who are listening, I'm holding up my hand like a kind of a psycho. You want to do a high five with me? No. Hold on. There's this thing. Here we go. Hold on. Five, four, three, two. Yes. So see how it says like Ryan just raised his hand. Um, it just shows a hand emoji. Yeah. Yeah. So like. But when you're in a big group, like I have group coaching calls, yeah. like if, if someone raises their hand or I think, I don't know if it's just me or what, but I can like raise my hand and, and my box will like go to the top. Oh. Um, and now it says, looks like you're done talking. So we'll lower your hand. Okay. Um, lower hand. My question is this, um, cause we're coming up to our time. Cause I have to jump here in a moment. Um, mm -hmm. I would like to know what I can do to help because I'm like obviously super interested in the book. So I don't know, like, is it ready? Is it out? Like, can people find it or what? Uh, so right now it's, I'm doing, I have a copy editor. She's copy editing it. She's doing a great job. She did her pass and I'm doing one final pass of tweaks. Mm -hmm. And then the manuscript is finalized. It comes out in October and I'll send it to people advanced. I would be happy to send you an advanced copy so you can read I it and yeah, I would, yeah. I would love to help with that because at the risk of sounding like, I don't know, weird because like, Ryan, you just met me, but I'm really proud of you. And I'm like, so happy that you've put together this work. And I wrote down, really loved this. You said, um, I'm looking forward to leaving this book behind. Um, and I finished the sentence with as a legacy. Cause like, that's, it's really cool. Like, that's why I love books so much. I don't think I've ever said these words out loud, but that's why I love books so much is like, you can get to know so much. You can learn so much from someone by paying a couple dollars for their book, like yeah. a lifetime of information. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, what'd you say? I was talking over you. That time together with the author. And, and yes, exactly. Yeah, and it, it's been a process of, it's been, like I said, 10 years of this and I've written it um, many times and it's not, it's not really like how to quit medication. It's just like, just a story. It's Is it kind of like a memoir, would you say? Absolutely. Yeah. And, and the information comes as I was revealed to it. You know, yeah. I, I yeah. met with book coaches and stuff and I was like, I want to make a research memoir, something that's never been done before, you know, because I got a crazy idea where it's going to be like, I'm going to switch between two voices, like nonfiction, straight nonfiction and memoir. And they're all like, stop. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's a reason it's never been done before. Ooh, <laughs> the truth we hurts. Want, we, want, we want one voice. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and I thought that making making another book also, like, like separate, where it's just like, helpful hints to depart, you know, 
for that. That's just kind of yeah. Like a it, and, yeah, I was gonna say like a companion or I saw something on Amazon. There was like a book, and then um, is your dog coming or someone coming in or something? Hey. Oh yeah. hi! Hey, can I say hi? <laughs> hi. Hi. I'm hi. ADHD Coach Ryan. Nice to meet you. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt oh. you. Oh. See you later. That's all I <laughs> That's great. Hi. What is her name? Annie. Hi, Annie. Yeah. She wouldn't have dated me if I was on Adderall. What'd you say? She wouldn't have dated me on Adderall, you know? Oh, she met you post-Adderall? Oh, yeah. She knows the real you. Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't date, man. Hmm. I would, I would always make these good first impressions and then we'd go out for dinner and they're like, yeah, this guy's nuts. <laughs> but, hey, how you doing? How was it? Great to meet you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> just like. What should we talk about? What do you want to talk about? Like you, you can put someone out there and I'll have the same conversation because I'm just yeah. talking to myself with you. From ooh, ooh. But, but anyways, we were saying ADD, let it run. You were saying something about books. Oh, oh, yeah. That I saw uh, a book on Amazon and then like next to it was like the workbook for Blah, 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 blah. So like, you know, workbook or like um step-by-step guide uh for yeah. how to yeah, that would be that would be cool. Because this one is like super personal and it's really interesting. But if someone's like, okay, that was great, can you help me? You mm-hmm. know, at the end that if you you learn from my experience, you might, but also the way I did it was unconventional, not recommended, and you know, to be honest, dangerous. Um yeah. like I, I had really dark thoughts and i had to be like that's the withdrawal that's the withdrawal that's mm-hmm. not me so I, I thought of collaborating with some of the people i know and, and creating a good com- like guidebook for those people but i was really excited to talk to you because i talked to a lot of people who just agree with me and that's like okay but i want to talk i want a diversity of thought yeah and, and I, I love that you're so open to talking about these and yeah I, I i'm glad that you're creating the space to have this conversation. Would it be okay if I sent out a like a message to your future listeners about something I'd like to offer to them? Sure. Hey everyone, ADHD Coach Ryan here. Thanks for listening to this amazing conversation between me and Russell. This is what it's really like to be authentic and Russell said something earlier in our conversation that reminded me of a gift I wanted to give you. Um, I created a text message-based course that helps adults with ADHD to find a job that's right for us. Um, So it's called How to Find Work That Works for Your ADHD. Um, And I want to give all... It's where I take, just like Russell did in his book, where he distills down all of his experiences into this one work. Um, I've taken all the things that I coach people on who are in between jobs when you have ADHD and just delivered it in a really cool format where it's part audio, where you'd have like a two minute um, lesson of the day that gets automatically delivered at 9 a.m., whatever time zone you're in around the world. Um, And then you respond to that and you'll get messages back from me and then it's a 10-day course. So I know I know how hard it is for us to pay attention. So I made it purposely long enough where you get the info, but short enough where you don't get too bored. Um, with plenty of sound engineering. And when you leave, you'll actually have tangible things you can use instead of just being a really nice dust collector, like a lot of things from workshops are. Um, so it's normally $100, but anyone uh, who has come to learn about their temple on the podcast. The discount code that you can enter is temple30 um, for 30% off. So it'd be 70 bucks instead of 100. Nice. And that's what we were getting at is finding where you fit, finding the right job. Mm-hmm. Figure, Figure out where you fit. Um, what is your business, by the way? I know you said you do woodworking. Is that the business? Yeah, I'm a contractor. Amazing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I have I do I do bathrooms. <laughs> I mean, I, I had an apprenticeship doing fine furniture for a while mm-hmm. and then my wife mm-hmm. got pregnant and then I got my contractor's license and started doing kitchens and bathrooms and decks and yeah, I still do furniture and cabinets and yeah, just building stuff. Amazing. So wait, your wife got pregnant. So how many kids do you have? Just one. 
Cool. This was awesome. Yeah, Thanks for yeah, inviting me. Really love talking to you. All right, I'm leaving so that I don't keep talking. All right. Goodbye, Ryan. Okay, bye. Namaste. Happy Friday. See ya. Bye. There you have it, another podcast. I have about like four or five more of these that I've shot and I need to edit. So if you're interested in talking with me about anything, <laughs> pretty much at this point, I'm all ears. Maybe this will, will grow, maybe it won't, but I'm doing it. And here is a resource for you to, to, to watch and to benefit from. I can't know if it's valuable to you. That's for you guys to determine, but I will, am willing to put in the work for absolutely no money at this point just because when I was withdrawing from ADHD medications, there was nobody there for me. So I'm doing a service to you guys that I didn't receive. So I hope the world's better with this. Follow me, subscribe, whatever, if you want this thing to work. I have to have that. Did, uh.